Welcome to the IT Teachers Summer Mini-Series, where Alicia and Haley share their knowledge of integrating technology into the classroom. With over 30 years of combined experience, the IT Teachers keep you up to date with the latest trends, share their experiences, and offer insight to help educators like you redefine your teaching to maximize student learning. Welcome to the IT Teachers Podcast, where we put the A in tech. I'm Alicia. And I'm Haley. And we are so excited to be here with you today on August 24th. 24th. Happy are- birthday, Mom. Happy birthday. It's your mom's birthday? <laughs> it is. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> what are you doing here with me? <laughs> so we are uh, actually, Haley's going back tomorrow. Sure am. I'm Bright going- and early. That's going to be the hardest part, I think, is waking up um, on a schedule here. Yeah, yeah. Back to the schedule. Everybody's back to our schedules. We're back to our lives. Back to our purpose in life, right? That's right, our calling. Our calling. And uh, <laughs> and so we're, we're actually, we're going to ask you guys. Um, we are looking for teachers to share their stories from September. So as you move into September, um, or pretty much anything you want to share, we're looking for just to hear from you. Um, so we're going to. We're going to tell you more about that um, in our next uh, in our next episode. So, yes, but start thinking about that story that you'd like to share with everybody. We want to hear your voice. We'd love to hear from you, um, and not so much us because you know you're sick of us. <laughs> <laughs> no. So tomorrow I'm going back, like Alicia said, and you know, of course, all summer I've been planning for this year, 22, 23, yeah. um, but. The closer I get to going back, the more and more things I'm thinking I have to get done. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we, we just we both we were both just actually talking about, um, you know, the first few days and the first couple of weeks, and you know, you you want to, you really want to take this time, especially after what we've been through, to just get to know your students. So, check out, you know, who's in your classroom, what their needs are. Uh, we were talking actually about the para shortages. Um, there's there are teacher shortages, para shortages. There's just shortages in education right now. Yeah. And so, you know, some suggestions because, you know, you are going to have those tr- difficult classes to navigate. Haley, we were mentioning, you know, just perhaps making a list of the things that you do need from your para that might eventually come in once they're hired. Right. Yeah. So if you're starting your year and you're promised a para or the students are supposed to have a para and they're just not there yet, um, you know, it might be a good idea to just make, keep a list, mm-hmm. uh, keep you know, yeah. of tasks that would be really helpful if the para could do when they get there. Um, because by law, they need to be there. Yeah. So they will be. Yeah, they But will chances be. are they're not going to be experienced paraprofessionals if they're just getting them. <laughs> yeah. They, they, you know. <laughs> so help them out and help your kids out. And it'd be great if you had a list of tasks and you could say, hey, welcome to the classroom. This is exactly what I need you to do because – you know, communication is so important and the kids will appreciate it and it will be helpful to you instead of, you know, on their first day, you're trying to run around thinking of tasks for them to do and for the students to do. So, and you want to get into good habits as well. So you don't want to have that para running around, you know, bringing elementary, bringing kids to the bathroom and getting them used to like, kind of like, you know, um, I guess below their level tasks, you know, you want to really utilize that para. Um, and so, you know, what I like to do is at the beginning of the year, I just take a small, you know, one subject notebook. I kind of just write, you know, confidential across it and uh, in a Sharpie. And I just kind of write all my notes in there. Um, 
anything that I have to remember, anything that I have to do, any any specific training um, and stuff like that. So, you know, having some place to just kind of dump all of your ideas, all of your thoughts, all of your appointments, you know, whatever the case may be, th- um, you know, keep it in one place and then you can look at that, you know, moving forward as a journal sort of idea. Yes, and um, in the past few years I have been, uh, I've kept a Google Doc and on the first page it just says confidential and now with the new watermark feature you can have it going across the page confidential Mm -hmm. um but the first page of it just says confidential so that even if somebody opened it they would not they would have to scroll down to see anything but i have in there you know just a list of my students who receive services and what they need from me in the classroom i mean you have to be good at going through those IEPs and looking at what the students are going to need from you specifically because if you're teaching ELA it doesn't really matter if they need a calculator in your classroom so take weed out from that IEP the goals and the things that you can help those students with specifically and if you have them all in one place you know right before a test or a quiz and they some students need alternative settings and some students need Um, limited multiple choice questions and some need the directions to be reworded so it's just like a quick quick look up for each kid because otherwise you have to go through individually through whatever your services are um, in in the classroom but it's better if you have it all in one place. And as the year goes on, you get to know your students. You won't even have to think about it anymore, who yeah. gets the modified tests, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I, like Alicia said, just as a way to keep yourself organized. But I do it digitally, um, so that's another option. A lot of times, if you're, you know, depending on who your special ed teacher is, um, they've given me a quick look up, you know, and given me those notes so that while I have the full IEP, they might just give me, you know, about five bullets of key points for uh, language arts. Or well, that's for, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've had some <laughs> some great support. So, um, yeah. But you know, really, we were talking. We're like, well, what are we going to talk about? You know, and we said, you know, just really take things one day at a time you know every day there's going to be a surprise no matter how organized your administration is no matter how organized people are we're all we try our best but there's going to be things that come up you know i've already gotten the emails of well there's a pile of things to hand out for your kids you know and you have to build in time for that and you also have to build in time for for to give kids a chance to ask questions you know even if it's just 10 minutes at the beginning of the period what questions do you have depending on the the level that you teach you know the 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 middle school kids always have questions or there's tears or there's you know that nervous anxiety of um the first day jitters you know these we don't know what kinds of um kid gloves we have to use with our with our students um excuse me so just you know really take the time don't rush through your lessons oh i have to get you know i've already seen my scope and sequence and how much i have to get done in the next few months but it is what it is, you know. S- students are going to respond to their the pace that is comfortable for them, and so you don't want to s- don't want to push them through when they're not ready for certain things. Yeah, and I'm um, thinking maybe it would be really cool if on your Google Classroom or your school we- or your website for your classroom that you had a frequently asked questions area where you can direct students. Um, in the first day, and then maybe you can set up a Google form, a quick one that says what other questions do you still have and those can become part of the frequently asked questions so you can kind of tell students that you're building a community of learning and they're going to be part of it right Mm -hmm. right off the bat 
Um, and that's a good way to have students see, oh, there's my question. And it was a good question because questioning is really important, right? We want our students to ask questions. Um, yeah. So that could be a good way to, to start a, off the year. The big, big sticky notes, stick it over in the corner of the room and write parking lot. And right. that's kind of where you can just park your questions. You can revisit that. This, and I think that's a great idea, Haley, too, because you don't want to while you want to balance and, and, and maximize your time, you don't want to be kind of sitting there, anybody have any questions? So this way here, this gives you an opportunity to be organized and have a pointed answer, especially at the high school level. A lot right. of kids have questions about capstone projects. They have questions about their schedules. There's always scheduling issues at the beginning of the year, especially um, with the different levels and things like that um, falling, uh, the way that they're falling after the pandemic. And if there's... Uh, you know, like I said, scheduling issues. That's always been a... Right. I always have, like, about five kids in the room that, you know, yeah. okay, well, you're not in the right place. Right. Uh, you're a senior. You're in the junior. You know, so, you know, we'll, we'll shake all that out. Um, um, yeah, and I especially I have freshmen, so they, man, they know, they rarely know what is going on or where they're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. But I can't wait to see them, honestly. I know. Oh. I know. It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting to meet your kids, you know. To look at them. You know, look at them. Get to know them. Get to know their names. Really connect with them. That's going to make such a difference in your in, in your teaching and their responding to you, you know. And um, I think I think looking at them on paper, looking at the data, talking to your, you know, social workers, talking to your co-teachers, special ed department, you know, I think it's so important. But that face-to-face -face meeting the student, caring about them, coming up with a few different beginning of the year ideas that you can you know really allow them to kind of express themselves maybe don't pinpoint one particular assignment but open it up and give them a choice of a three different things you know or hey come up with this I don't care how you show us but we want to know the best part about your summer it's an important day yeah those days those first couple of days when they're getting to know you and, and feeling comfortable or uncomfortable if you don't do a good job uh in their classrooms with you are so so important yeah um and some of those tech tools that you can use on those first days, don't forget, of course, Google Slides is always great to do a slideshow, but mm -hmm. Nearpod and Parlay Ideas are also excellent. Um, and Flipgrid is now called Flip, oh. FYI. And they have done an amazing job with their platform. It looks almost like um, an Instagram or like a professional like video tool because they have different camera angles and filters and all that stuff that and it really works well with um handheld devices so it's not only the chromebooks that they're using anymore but they can use their phones to record so think about if you do want to have a student tell you who they are and give them a little background maybe you want to give them the opportunity to make a little Flipgrid. Yeah, that's um, cool. And they could do like a TikTok style if that's what they are used to or mm -hmm. if they you know, want to make like a post, yeah, uh, you could use, some sort, but it lo it yeah. looks a lot like the social media that they're used to using. Oh, that's cool. So keep that in mind. Flip instead of flip. Flipgrid. But if you go to flipgrid.com, it will take you to flip. <laughs> It'll flip you to flip. So, and then Canva's really nice. I like that. Um, you know, I've also heard of teachers uh, creating little, you know, almost like a. Um, Almost like a questionnaire, a questionnaire about them. Like, have I done this, this, or this? And then they have to kind of get to know you that way. So, you know, getting to know you as well. You want to share your life with the students so that they know that you're a human being. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so important. But we have to be careful of how much we share, of course.
Let's get ready for the new school year. Listen to the IT Teachers podcast on Apple or Podbean, and also on Spotify or your favorite podcast player. The IT teachers are educators who want to share their knowledge of how to mindfully integrate technology into your 21st century classroom. Listen to the conversation as Alicia and Haley discuss technology successes within their classrooms and chat with other professionals who offer sound advice for supporting your classroom needs. Visit our website at www.theitteachers.com and join our PLN or sign up to be a guest on our show. We'd love to hear from you. makes me think of this book I read over the summer called The Every. Oh, you were telling me about this Yes, book. and it is dystopian. I love dystopian literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's by Dave Eggers. And it's actually, it's called The Every, and it was written in 2021. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a sequel to his novel, which was called The Circle, which was he wrote in 2013. Okay. Um, so, but I just read The Every, and I didn't read The Circle, so... If you're if you think this might be for you, then you don't have to read the one that comes before it. But um, it is uh, an amazing eye opening read that is based a whole lot on what's happening in our tech world today. Um, And if you have the chance to read it, you definitely should. But um, it is all about how the choices that we make um, with the use our use of technology affects the choices that we're given so like Mm -hmm. if you're you know looking up boats or something of course you know that your facebook feed your instagram feed your amazon feed all those are going to just show you pictures of boats and give you options to buy boats and go boating and take boating lessons and places that you can go boating on Mm -hmm. vacation and everything yeah and so then all of a sudden you think about it and you're like wow all of my choices have just been narrowed down to boats mm-hmm. in the past few weeks that I've been looking at all these different social sites because yeah. they're not giving me anything else to look at. So, um, you could you, look up one tiny thing and it will literally your whole feed will be, you know, right? it'll start coming up. It's, it's really, right. it's really crazy. And, the algorithms uh, and whatever. Oh yeah. And how much, how often are these things actually listening to us? Our yeah. TVs, our Alexa. Alexas, our phones, our watches, yep. the computers, um, everything's listening to us all the time, even if we don't think it is. Our vaccinations. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, no, we're not yeah. that crazy. But, but, it, but it is. I mean, and um, just to kind of be aware of how much of that is going on in your classroom. And and we were talking, not to cut you off, Haley, but yeah. that's what I do. Um, we were talking also <laughs> about, you know, posting and, and sharing your life, you know. And so I, I don't know what it was, but on like Facebook, you couldn't edit a post anymore or something. And it, it just, you know, I was thinking about, you know, when the when you had said, Haley, from the time of conception, you know, you see these pictures people post of, of their. Right. Um, their babies, the ultrasound yeah. all the way up. Every single minute of some yeah. of these kids' lives are documented. And, and my friends it, are doing it. Yeah. I see it. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. The kid's butt is on, you know, social media. Right. Why you're showing your little girl doing her first poopy or something <laughs> on the toilet. It's yeah. like yeah. when she grows up, she might not have wanted everyone in the world to see her first poopy. I mean, yeah. is that okay for us to do? Yeah. So start thinking about that. Um, just, I guess, philosophically, where do you fall within how much is too much and... Um, be aware that your students might need a little bit of guidance because they're growing up in a world where everything is just out there for everyone. And 
they're the choices that they make now when they're four, five, six, ten, twelve, thirteen, eighteen might not be the choices that are the best for their lives, you know, in general. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you you can. It's easy to post something. It's harder to take it away because a lot of times it's impossible we, to take it away, right? Because if other kids screenshot it and they say, "Oh no, we have Snapchat or we have this or that," you know, it just it's really important to kind of set those norms, set those ex- and not just not just necessarily norms, but just impress upon them the importance of thinking before they act. You know, think before you react, think before you act, think before you post, think before you say something or make a comment um, when you're in the classroom even. And just think, use your brain, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, it really all comes down to choices and having our students make the right choices. And, and when we were growing up, that's Roxy, that's Alicia's dog. Uh, <laughs> she when, agrees. <laughs> when we were growing up, we had to make choices that would make, you know, that would make us proud, you know, yeah. and our parents proud. But but really, we could make choices that were separate from the rest of the world's prying eyes. And now everything you do is out there. Yeah, yeah. You're being watched on a camera somewhere. I mean, you know, people who try to rob banks nowadays, man, I don't know what they're thinking. I know. You don't get caught. I, like, know. <laughs> I know. Everybody has a ring camera. Everybody has a camera. Everybody has some kind of device that can track, you know, if you lose your car. You know, I don't know. It's just those air tags. People are yeah. throwing them in people's back of their cars and everything. Yeah. I mean, we are being watched all the time. So yeah. it's really important that we teach our students that, you know, even if they're a, a student who doesn't participate in social media which are few and far between and even if they're a student who isn't constantly connected to everything else that's going on other people are still watching them and the choices that they make online super important so their digital footprint I mean we just have to make sure they understand as often as we can to stick it in there that you know they have to have that netiquette and they have to think about everything they do I mean we used to write a little note to each other Yep. And you could tear that up and throw it yeah, out. I yeah. mean, if the teacher caught it and they read it out loud to the class, I mean, that was the yeah. end of the world. But at yeah. least it wasn't. Nobody was the whole world it. wasn't watching yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so. And that's oh, another thing. You we know, have you, to just be so careful. You have to be careful as well. If you're a new teacher, I mean, even old teachers, not, not old teachers, but better, <laughs> veterans, veterans, we like to call them. Um, yeah, you know, I, there's so many teachers that are running into problems, uh, you know, that we see, you know, looking for that union support because maybe they did pat a kid on the back and it just it, it just blows things out of proportion right now. We're just in a different, different time uh, than we were and people are very sensitive to things. And also we were talking not to jump to uh to something else but you know in those first few weeks even throughout the year there's a lot of emotion there's a lot of passion from our teachers that you know there's a reason why we teach so if you are emotional or if you're feeling you know um, you get a parent email, you, you know, don't knee jerk respond to that. Give it, give it a rule, give it, sleep on it, you know, sleep on it, respond the next day. Um, it doesn't have to be, she is loud with That's her new, she had a new, she had her new rabies tag and now it's chiming around. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be an immediate uh, response. We're in this Insta world where we think we have to respond right away. But if a parent emails you or a colleague um, sends something or you see something from administration about, you know, perhaps your sick time or something like that, it doesn't have to be a quick emotional response. So really take your, take a deep breath and take things as they come and just think about how the right way to respond to things would be because that's going to help tremendously. Absolutely. 
a little piece of advice, I guess. I got to take my own advice. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and so yeah. I think we're, we're ready. We're nervous, of course. We're always nervous. I'm sure tomorrow morning I'll... Well, you know, it, it's professional development. The first couple days is nice to see everybody. And you get then, to ease into things, you know. But when that first bell rings, I feel like it's my first day. Yep, every ever, year. Every year, it doesn't yep. matter. So yep. if you're feeling that way, I am too. <laughs> everybody feels that way. Everybody, you know, wants to be prepared, wants to feel, you know, but leave leave your schedule a little loose, you know, for the first week or so at least, you know, just to embed some time in for you know, for those important activities and uh, getting to know yourself and, and, and all the um, troubleshooting that you're going to have to do there. So um, I do want to say one more thing. So we had mentioned at the beginning of our podcast, we are going to ask teachers all across wherever you are, whatever level of, you know, however many years experience you've had, we're going to ask you to share a story with us. And we're going to ask you to record it either on your phone or using the online voice recorder. Um, so we're going to put an ad out um, in a few days for that. And we're really, really hoping to get some, uh, you know, generate some stories. We want to we want to know your why. We want to know why you are a teacher and why you value this profession. And so we're going to ask you to help us out, uh, not, not necessarily help us out, but we want to get some new voices on here. And we're going to try to compile some teacher stories um, and really generate some positivity for why we teach why we're in this profession in the first place because it's it's one of the most important professions that there is sure is uh, you know we value our doctors and our, our medical uh you know the yes, medical field you. so thank you <laughs> and our service everybody you know <laughs> all right i won't get into it but we want to know your why so we're really hoping that you'll uh, keep an open mind and take a few minutes and uh you know share something with us all right so Everyone, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. You rock it. Go get them. You are a teacher for a reason, and you go out there and do your thing. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good school year. Thank you for listening to the IT Teachers Summer Mini Series. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.vitteachers.com to make your classroom awesome. Send us a message and join our PLN. This episode is produced by the IT Teachers. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast player. Our theme song is by Infraction.